0: Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you today?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you?
0: I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing yes, good. Got
2: him.
0: I, ma- I made it through the whole intro, though. So. <laughs> uh, well, you've been home for Christmas. How's it been?
2: It's been very fun, very relaxing.
0: Good, and you're about to leave, but not back for school. Tell us what you're going to be doing.
2: I'm going to be doing the Disney College program in Florida, so Disney World, for a couple months.
0: Awesome. So you will not actually be in college. Nope. But you can only enroll in the program if you're in college. Yep. Um, So you're not going to be earning any credits.
2: (laughs) Unfortunately not.
0: (laughs) And delaying your education, but having fun working for the mouse.
2: Indeed. It's going to be Awesome. awesome.
0: We're excited for you, and we're excited to hear all your stories of what it's like. So... Um, And hopefully you'll still be joining the podcast while Mm -hmm. we're there, right? Yep. Awesome. Great. Well, we also have today with us Rivka and Burke. How are you today, Rivka?
3: I'm doing fantastic.
0: Awesome. Anything exciting happen for you guys over the Christmas holiday?
3: My parents got to come out um, and spend Christmas with us, which was really great from Idaho. And we saw my brother's family and we had our Christmas carol night, which we do with um, like several friends, they all come over. We have smoked salmon. We sing Christmas carol songs. It's great,
0: fun. That's sounds great. Awesome. Yes.
3: This year we had, oh, maybe I said this already a couple times ago. Anyway, we had these two uh, two young men from our ward who play the piano. Guys, um, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel mm-hmm. arrangement on the piano and the cello. <clears throat> they played it in our sacrament meeting, and then they played it at our family thing. So that was really fun. Oh, we had that at the family there. thing.
0: Yeah, That's fun. That's awesome. And Burke, I assume you smoked the salmon?
1: Indeed. Three, actually. Three. Wow. A feast. Yeah, it was, and they were still all gone. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) Excellent. I have your salmon recipe slash method, and I still have yet to actually do it because most people in my house don't like salmon, so it has not happened.
2: He's the only one. Yep.
0: (laughs) So sad. It is so sad. <laughs> but, you know, that means we should just come up and visit you guys uh, next Christmas or sometime.
3: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Well, today we are going to discuss the talk Bearing Witnesses, Bearing Witness of Jesus Christ in Word and Actions by
2: Elder Adilson de Paula Barrella.
0: Thank you, Aaliyah. That sounded way better when you did it. Uh, of the 70s. So he talks about bearing our testimony in word and deed as often as we can, um, through our words, through our actions, and also by, he even talks about sharing the name of the church correctly. So it's a good talk about that. And we're going to start with Aaliyah. What was your fundamental doctrine that you learned?
2: Come to me last.
0: Okay. <laughs> now she told me that she's read the talks. No, I,
2: I have. I just didn't highlight anything in red. I funny uh, to go through. And- okay.
0: <laughs> I wondered why you were frantically scrolling over there. So let's go to Rivka. Rivka, what was your fundamental?
3: I feel like that's a setup. Like now, <laughs> what do I pick? It's going to be whatever. Indeed. Well, Or maybe this is the best case scenario because she can't say that's the one I was going to choose. Now, All right. It is. <laughs> All, All right. right. You yeah,
1: hadn't picked one.
3: Yes. Okay. Here, here is mine. I don't even know if this is really a doctrine, but this was the part of the talk that spoke the most to me. Um, and it's later in the talk when he um, is discussing that sharing the full correct name of the church is one of the ways that we can um, share our testimony of Jesus Christ. And he said um, his name is Well, let's see. However, I realized later that speaking the full name of the church with intent gave me valuable opportunities to speak the name of Jesus Christ. And in fact, bear testimony of the savior by declaring his name in the name of his church. I also noticed that when I spoke the correct name of the church with others, I more frequently remembered Jesus Christ and felt his influence in my life. And when I, when I, I don't even remember hearing that, but when I read that this week, I was like, that has been my exact experience with this thing every time i've i've said the entire name of the church even if it's to people who are also members of our church any time i've said it i have felt an an unexpected kind of rush of the spirit um and a and a closeness to my savior i wouldn't have thought that would be the case but that has been my experience in following president nelson's um invitation to use the full name of the church. So that's my, my fundamental principle from this talk.
0: That is, that's pretty awesome, Rivka. When he said that in the talk, I thought, oh, I, I never really thought of it this way. I was just thinking that I should use the name because that's what I've been asked to do. But um, can you elaborate on that experience maybe a little bit and you know, tell us how it impacted you or maybe even share an individual experience where that really stood out to you as you did that?
3: Well, initially, like the big ones that stick out to me are the initial ones because I stumbled over it so much at first Mm -hmm. because it was unfamiliar and long. He talks about it in there and it feels like there was a part of me that felt almost like apologetic and making the other person listen to this super (laughs) long name Um, because, because I was forefront in that in my mind, in that experience, right? Like I was thinking of myself, but I found that every time I, I stumbled a little less and I, what came to my mind most was the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, except I started noticing his name in there. And as I did that, I would feel, um, the spirit I would feel the spirit testifying that he was who he said he was. And I have over the course of time, that is now my experience. When I share the name of the church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's like this immediate, like, I don't know, flash of feeling his presence and his power with me that I think is a gift that's kind of like a spiritual gift that's coming because I'm being obedient and doing something that it seems unnatural or uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I love it. He said that exact thing by following the prophet, we can all learn to testify more of Jesus Christ by using the correct name of the church, mm-hmm. thus taking upon us more fully the name of the Lord. So,
3: Yeah, uh, so it just so stuck out to me because I thought That's exa- that is exactly the experience I've been having.
0: Amazing. Okay. And that that was one of his invitations as well. And you already are experiencing the blessing from the invitation. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, let's go on to Burke. Burke, what was your fundamental doctrine?
1: All right, we have a quote here from President Russell M. Nelson. And this is the quote, (laughs) taking the Savior's name upon us includes declaring and witnessing to others through our actions and our words that Jesus is the Christ, unquote. And then he says, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ or Latter-day Saints, we have the blessing and privilege to stand as witness of the Lord and his name everywhere we are. And I thought it was interesting that he says blessing and privilege, but not requirement. Although clearly it is also a covenanted requirement, but I like how he endorsed the positive aspects of our blessing and privilege.
0: Indeed. How, how has it been a blessing and privilege to you to stand as a witness of the Lord?
1: Mostly it feels like a requirement. (laughs) 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 I think kind of like what Rivka said, how a lot of times you almost feel like you're subjecting someone to your faith and your testimony. Um, And so sometimes it is kind of uncomfortable, but at the same time, I don't apologize for who I am and what I believe in. So I'm, I don't know. It's double-edged sword in the words of revelation there. I think it Indeed. goes both ways. I, I should look at it more as a blessing and a privilege um, because I am a member of the covenant, but at the same time, we don't want to be self-righteous and we don't want to, I don't know. It's, it's a hard thing for me. And, and I think it does. He does talk about that later in this talk. One of the stories he tells about someone right. who did that well. So,
0: Yeah. He does talk about that and we'll come back to that in a little bit. So it is, it's a tough balance to feel like you're, um, testifying, standing up for what you believe in, but not being overbearing or alienating. So, um, okay, well, we'll swing back around to that story in a bit and we'll go now to Aliyah. What was your fundamental doctrine?
2: I highlighted We can show God that we take the name of his son upon ourselves by bearing testimony in word and deed as often as we can that Jesus is the Christ. So, just you know, there's a lot of things we are asked to do as followers of Christ, but we are also asked to show God that we take the name of Jesus Christ upon ourselves by doing certain things. Like we do it when we make the baptismal covenant, but then we show it as well.
0: Okay, so you're going to live that way no matter what people around you are, th- are thinking, but have you ever had a time where somebody has singled out your example as, as being a testimony of the Savior by how you live? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. If that's the case, I haven't been necessarily told mm-hmm. other than like people often see the missionaries as examples. Sure. But that's a little different. I'm I will guess though that a lot of my friends in high school um felt that testimony even if they didn't know that's what it was.
0: Right. And you'll have more of an opportunity for that in a situation where there are fewer members mm-hmm. of the church coming up shortly. Yep. I feel like definitely at work I have had people if only if they've only said to me like, "Oh, you're you're just so normal for a member of that church," you know, they <laughs> <laughs> they, they tend to think that members of the church are strange or unusual or whatever the case may be, um, and they're like, "But you're just like a regular person." Um, and occasionally, I've had someone say like, "You know, it, you're you're in a good good example of a Christian," but I think as much as anything like that, it spurs me. So rather than someone else saying something to me, I say to myself, like, you know, I need to represent the church here because everybody knows that mm-hmm. I'm a member of the church. So, yep.
1: Well, it's kind of like one of my coworkers that we sent a Christmas card to this year. Um, just read the text she sent me. She said, we got your card in the mail. My husband said, who is this again? And I said, it's Burke's family. And his response was, oh, that's why they look so Mormon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Apparently, Definitely. we
1: can't even hide it in pictures.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We gave each other a high five after that.
1: Yeah. Uh, nice. I love it. Great. Um well,
0: let's talk about the guy now, um, and so we'll be skipping around a little bit. but let's talk about the guy who Burke referenced to was good at sharing the gospel through through deed. So this is a story that um, Elder Perea is telling, um, and he's talking about this individual. Um, And he says, last August, I accompanied Elder Jonathan S. Schmidt to the open house of the Feather River, California temple in Yuba City. Um, And then he says, you know, he brought some groups through and one of the groups had Virgil Atkinson and seven friends of other faiths. So Virgil's a member of the church. Toward the end of the visit in a ceiling room, temple ceiling room, Brother Atkinson was emotional as he expressed his love for friends who had come to the temple that day. Almost immediately after he had done so, a woman in the group so one of these member non-members stood up and said, We all love Virgil. He has never imposed his faith on us, but he is not shy about it either. He just lives what he believes. Over the years, Brother Atkinson's Christ-like living served as a powerful testimony to his friends. His example is strong evidence that he has taken upon himself the name of Christ. So Rivka, how do you strike that balance in your life of not imposing your faith, but being you know, just being who you are and not being shy about it?
3: Hmm. I think over the course of my life, the most mm, consistent, I was going to say easiest, but it's not really that. But the the way that has most consistently worked to do that is for me to have my um, personal standards in line with the gospel and then hold to those standards regardless of the situations I'm in or invitations I receive, or, um, you know, difficulties that present. So having, having my standards and having made my decision, and I mean, at this point, ultimately, I would say having made covenants and keeping them has been the most consistent way for me to keep that balance. I don't have to push it into people's faces. It's not my desire, but I also don't need to hide it away I, think I, I feel like that's the balance for me.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, you did focus for a while on normal and natural ways of, mm-hmm. of sharing the gospel, and I think that falls under that purview. Yeah. Um, Burke, anything else to add there now that we've read through that guy's story?
1: I would hope that... I do the same thing. Um, I mean, I talk about the gospel every opportunity that I have, even though sometimes it does then end the conversation. (laughs) 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 Um, And I've not seen much, what I would call, great outcome from that, other than I think an increased testimony in me. Um, The ability, you know, the opportunity to testify always strengthens us, too. I, I wish I had seen the effect of it more in other people's lives, but I always feel great when I'm just forthright about yeah why i do what i do and um yeah what i believe
0: okay great i mean this is the gospel is a hard place to think of uh to you know outcome based um actions right we want to it's about growth and the spirit and so forth so to me it sounds like it's you you're doing the right thing and it's doing having the effect
1: that is certainly people I work with know I am a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints
3: well and I was just gonna say if you're feeling spiritual increase and a strengthening of your testimony I feel like that is a significant outcome
1: yeah right
0: awesome okay well Rivka did you have another quote that you wanted to discuss here from the talk
3: well I don't know. I'm trying to see if I have one that... This is like a short talk. Yeah,
0: It is, really yeah.
3: Um, I, this isn't really a quote, but it's something that I noticed and kind of appreciated about this talk that makes it a little unique is that it's a talk about bearing witness of Jesus Christ, but it never once talks about missionary work in the way we typically hear in these talks. It's just... He's like, here, like, here are some ways... You can do it through your just, you know, living what you believe you can share. He shares a couple of stories where he talks about being impressed by people who bore their testimonies in sacrament meetings or, you know, like we have all these opportunities at church to bear our testimonies, sharing um, thoughts in our classes. He doesn't talk about this, but responding like, accepting an invitation to speak in sacrament meeting or to share a musical number in sacrament meeting or just in conversations with um, friends who are members of the church, you know, as you discuss the things that happen in life and why you're making the decisions you are and trying to follow the gospel. All of those are ways that we bear our testimony and then using the full name of the church. And as I was reading through it, I was like, well, I mean, I don't do any of these perfectly, but I do all of these things. It just feels like one of the, one of the, I don't know, being a missionary talks, one of the first ones I've read where I was just like, I'm feeling really successful at this. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: so they yeah,
1: there. channeling some Groundhog Day. Me, 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 <laughs> okay. me. This is really <laughs>
3: close. <laughs> yeah. You know, because usually with these talks, I'm like, oh, okay, I could do this better. And I don't know, maybe figure out how I share. Share things better with people who are not members of the faith. And I'm always thinking like in words or inviting to activities and not that we shouldn't do those. But this was just a unique talk in that way. Yeah. Where it's like here are here are ways that probably most of us who are living the gospel or trying to live the gospel are successfully bearing our testimony of Jesus Christ regularly. Right. Very very optimistic and hopeful.
0: Affirming. I like it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's maybe three yeah. out of the last five episodes where Burke has quoted Groundhog Day. Is
1: that yeah. <laughs> I think so. And it's Probably usually just that too. same quote. So. Indeed.
0: <laughs> Aliyah, any other ways um, that besides what Rivka just discussed that you can think of that we can share our testimonies through a word or deed?
2: Um, I think a great way is acknowledging Like, being verbally grateful for the blessings the gospel brings you. Mm. So, like, usually, not always, but oftentimes I hear people say, like, that members of this church are happy or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. they just enjoy life. And the reason why is obviously Jesus (laughs) and all the things that living a life following him brings. And so, it's basically, like, promising blessings and the and the invitation is implied. Like you're inviting people to follow Christ when you are like speaking of the blessings that have been given to you by living those invitations.
0: Awesome. Hook them with FOMO.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look how happy you could be. Look how hopeful you could be.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's a great way. Did you also have any other quotes you wanted to discuss?
2: Um, I think there was one more but I don't remember where it
0: was. All right. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to the podcast.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Olivia>. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
0: Burke, did you have any other quotes you wanted to discuss from the like
1: this quote from the end of the other story? He told about a woman who kept coming to church for two years, even though she wasn't a baptized member. And when asked why she said, I like to come here because you speak of Jesus Christ in your meetings. Yeah. What a simple, powerful testimony of the good works of at least the people in that congregation. So
0: mm-hmm. absolutely.
2: As and- a as a missionary, it was always really like awkward if you went, especially on fast and testimony meeting Sunday, you would like bring your friends to church and it was their first time and they've never been. And then you show up and there's like three talks back to back on Family Home Evening and the name Jesus isn't mentioned once. And you're like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) we promise this isn't what it is usually like. (laughs) Like, it's really (laughs) awkward. So please always mention Jesus, (laughs) especially when you're bearing testimony.
0: Indeed. And Burke, I feel like in the past few years, we've seen a shift in these stories where 10 years ago, maybe the story would have ended with the lady being baptized afterward or him, like, you know, saying, yeah. well, if we, if that's why you're here, then you should be baptized. But no, it just <laughs> ends with with that principle. So, um, OK, uh, let's see. Let's go to invitations then, because we've covered pretty much most of the talk here. And uh, we'll start back with Rivka and Aaliyah. I'll come to you third. So you're going to be ready with an invitation. I
2: have three different invitations highlighted. All right. You will be
0: ready. Awesome. I love having her right next to me. I can, (laughs) I can elbow her in the ribs (laughs) when I say that. Uh, Okay. Rivka, what invitation and promise blessing did you pull out?
3: Well, I'll just come full circle with my original thing, which as you pointed out, was an invitation. Um, really from President Nelson and then again from Elder Perea to speak the correct name of the church when we're, when we're talking with others. Um, and then of course the blessing, I think at least in my experience is that, and he says, I more frequently remember Jesus Christ and felt his influence in my life.
0: Love it. So, Thank you for pointing that out and, and to Elder Perea as well, because to me, that elevates the invitation in my mind is something that before was just maybe another checkbox. So I really like thinking of it in a higher and holier way. Um, Burke, let's go to you. What invitation and promise blessing did you want to point out?
1: All right. He says, as we strive to live our lives in harmony with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I feel like that's the invitation, strive to live your life mm-hmm. in harmony. And then the blessing is our conduct will be a living testimony of our Redeemer and his name. And so I feel like if you're someone who wants to testify of Jesus Christ, but doesn't necessarily have the courage to do it vocally, just strive to live your life in the right way and you will be testifying of him in everything you do.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's a very comforting promise. All right, Aliyah, your turn.
2: All right. When we humbly share our testimony of the Lord through our words and actions, the Holy Ghost confirms to those with real intent, open hearts, and willing minds that Jesus is indeed the Christ. So we just have to be humble, share our testimony through word and deed, and the Holy Ghost will do his thing.
0: That is a very recently returned missionary promise. <laughs> It's not so recent anymore. You're you're like no. nine months home, something yeah, like that. It's a long yeah, time, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're so old.
2: Wow, <laughs> wow, says you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> says me. All right. Um, well, that that'll do it for this talk. The next one we're going to discuss is "Be Peaceful Followers of Christ" by Elder Quentin L. Cook of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can
2: email us at words of the at gmail or message us on our Facebook and Instagram at words of the prophets podcast.
0: All right, so thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith.
2: If we teach by the Spirit and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a
3: personal
2: prophetic
0: epistle just
2: to you.